0: I'm ready to make my credits count.
1: I'm ready to take classes from a university that will help me build on my experience to prepare me for the future. A university that will make me feel supported,
2: encouraged, and connected.
3: Click this ad or go to online.odu.edu today.
2: You made some tough choices today, huh? Like which socks to wear or what kind of music to listen to. Well, here's a real tough choice. Oh. McDonald's Buttermilk Crispy Tenders, or the Buttermilk Crispy Chicken in their signature-crafted recipe sandwiches. Choose from specialty flavors like sweet barbecue bacon. Whatever your choice, you get tender, juicy, all-white meat chicken. That's buttermilk love. at participating McDonald's. You're listening to the Spark Radio Network.
4: Internet radio like you've never heard before. Innovation, creativity, and imagination are all said to begin with a spark. So fasten your seatbelt and take the ride of your life and listen for the spark.
3: You are listening to KLRN Radio, where liberty and reason still reign. my son
4: was in the army back during desert storm but even then he wanted an mba he looked at a dozen schools but only one offered the online education and flexibility he needed while he was in a tent in iraq grantham university turns out that grantham's been delivering affordable relevant college and advanced degrees for over 65 years heck if they can deliver a quality education to a soldier in a tent overseas Think about the flexibility Grantham can offer you so you can earn your degree too. It doesn't matter how complicated or full your life is. If getting a degree is on your bucket list, you'll want to do what my son did. You'll want to call Grantham. Find out how easy it is to get started on your education so you can check that college degree off your bucket list. Call Grantham right now. 800-910-1370 That's 800-910-1370 Flexible. Affordable. Relevant. Call 800-910-1370.
5: Sometimes writers feel lost, unsure why a passage. It. it takes another set of eyes to help us nurture our writing into full maturity. At Blackwolf Editorial Services, we strive to enable writers to develop and grow, offering manuscript critiques and line edits through a mentoring editorial style. We also offer assistance on generating a writer's bio, For your websites, Black Wolf Editorial Services, nurturing your writing into mature. For a full list of services, visit blackwolf.com.
4: You're listening to the Spark Radio Network. Radio like you've never heard before. Innovation, creativity, and imagination are all said to begin with a spark. So fasten your seatbelt and take the ride of your life and listen for the spark.
0: for defenses
1: It's like this heart is defenseless Against a passion that's pumping through my veins Hello America. It has been quite a while since you and I have spoken, so I've missed every single one of you. This is a special edition, Friday edition of America Off the Rails. That's right, it is Friday. Normally we do Robinson and Wright in just about this time slot. However, Dan had some personal issues tonight to deal with, so we're taking the night to basically have a special America off the rails because I have been out of pocket most of the week and have been quiet for way, way too long. There has been a lot of things going on in the news. We're gonna talk about a bunch of them tonight. So we're gonna we were gonna start off Talking about Alfie Evans, and we still are. But for those of you who may not be aware, because I I keep hearing, you know that that you know this could never happen in America. We would never let it happen here. We would basically storm the castle first and deal with it. I have to tell you, folks, it's already happening here. Um, I have a story that we'll be talking about later in the show that actually basically mirrors the Alfie Evans situation. But I have another way that it's been happening here for quite some time, and we're also going to be touching on uh, North Korea and what's happened with that, and the fact that nobody's really talking about it. Also, the purge at Red State, and my opinion on that. For those of you who may not have heard, uh, Red State has actually let quite a few contributors go. Interesting thing is, they all have one thing in common. They were actually very vocally opposed to Donald a Trump, both pre- during and after the election. All right, so we're going to kick things off here in just a second, as soon as I can actually start breathing again. This is Rick Robinson. We'll be back to officially start the show here in just about 60 seconds. Don't go away. Off, the spotlight fades, I will lift your
4: you'll want to call Grantham. Find out how easy it is to get started on your education so you can check that college degree off your bucket list. Call Grantham right now. 800-910-1370. That's 800-910-1370. Flexible, affordable, relevant. Call 800-910-1370.
3: Keep on doing what you do, Rick. You're my favorite post. Favorite, favorite, host. favorite post.
6: Freedom Is anything But free What we have Here Depends on those Who will fight for what They
0: believe When we stand together There's nothing That we can't achieve This nation
1: Hello, America. Welcome to the program. I am Rick Robinson. We are live right now on klrnradio.com. Typically, we do this thing every Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. Eastern. However, I have been off most of the week. For those of you that have been wondering, I have—I'm still alive, um, barely. I actually had to have some dental surgery earlier this week um and because of that both before and after the surgery i was pretty laid up for a few days so i took most of the i still had to work the day job so you know had to do all that but so we kind of put everything radio related on the back burner for a few days to give me time to rest and heal up but we are back we are live and at this point we're going to start talking about some of the stuff that's been going on in the news uh, so, again, just to kind of give everybody a brief recap in case you are coming in and joining us just about now. We're going to be talking about the mass layoff at Red State, what's happening with North Korea, and why nobody's talking about it. Also, Alfie Evans, the, uh, the, the for those of you who may not know, there's a child in the UK that has basically been ordered to be put to death by judges and hospital doctors and everything else. So, I keep hearing everybody say that, you know, something like that will never happen here in America because we won't let it. Um, so we're going to go into detail with that in the first part of the show, because I have some ways that I'm going to show you that it's already pretty much happening, if not uh, at the order of our government, more in our hearts. And then also a recent story that just broke. that was uh, actually brought to my attention by a friend of mine and uh, fellow uh, podcast host, uh, Stacy Lennox, and actually, um, she's actually a contributor for The Resurgent. Um, so we're going to start talking about that, but we're going to take a quick break Start working on paying some of these pesky bills because, you know, we can't have radio without, you know, having to try to make money off of radio. But, yeah, so anyway, uh, this is America Off the Rails. I'm your host, Rick Robson. We will be back in just about 60 seconds. Don't go away.
0: of hell, but I won't back
1: down. No, I will stand my ground. Won't be alright folks, welcome back. This around. is America Off The Rails. I'm your host, Rick Robinson. so, you know, we have all of this chest dumping going on in America when we're talking about the UK and how that's never gonna happen here and how we're never gonna let anybody tell us that our children don't have a right to life and yada yada, blah blah blah. But, you know, I, I have... Some things I want to say about that. You guys might not like this segment very much, so feel free to tune out if you want um, because I'm about to get real and some of you don't like it when I do that. So I'm just going to give you my perspective of what I've seen over the years. I'm now about to be 45 years old. I have seen people belittled because they're different. I have seen people bullied because they're different. I have seen people have their nose, other people turn their nose down at other people because they're different. So I have a question for you. For all of you that have done that, and whether you want to admit it or not, pretty much every single one of us has done it at one point or another. What was the exact thought in your heart when you were looking at somebody that maybe had a limp or had a limb missing, or they, had an eye, they were wearing an eye patch, or maybe they had a prosthetic leg, and the first thing you're thinking is, man, I'm glad that's not me. I wonder how horrible their life is. So before you start tearing apart other people for having a callous heart when it comes to this child who may or may not be terminally ill we need to take a look at the inside of ourselves for just a brief moment because if you've ever thought you know that person probably would be better off if they weren't here then you are no less guilty than the people in the UK that are turning a blind eye to Alfie Evans and I'm not saying that to be mean I'm not saying that to belittle you I'm saying that to wake you the hell up because we can't keep saying things like that are not going to happen here when we're already allowing them to happen in our own hearts. We allow them to happen every single day because we view unborn children as less than human because they're not, they can't survive, quote unquote, outside of the womb. I have a nephew who would have been legally be able, been able to be terminated at the time that he was born, who is now going on, to on, my, on 10 years old. But... At the same time, if he would have still been, you know, inside the womb, he would have been terminatable at the date that he was actually born prematurely and was able to survive and not only survive, but to thrive. So don't tell me that it can't happen here because it already happens here every single day. It already happens every single day, every time you see somebody that's in a wheelchair and you're like, oh my god, I I bet their life sucks. They'd probably be happier if they weren't here. And don't tell me that you don't think it, because I've seen people that think it. I have talked to people that have said that exact same thing to me. Because for something that you guys may not know, I have a limp. I have been judged my entire adult life because of that limp until I actually got to the point where I was comfortable enough in my own skin that I didn't care. I have had people turn their noses down at me. I have had people look at me like I couldn't do a job just because I was a little bit different than everybody else. I have, I have experienced all of this firsthand. So don't you dare tell me that it can't ever happen here because in order for it to not happen here, we have to fix something that's very broken in our hearts. And the same thing that is broken in the hearts of the folks of Great Britain tonight is broken in every single one of our hearts until we recognize it and do something to fix it. That is every life has worth. Whether they are sleeping on a park bench, under a bridge, whether they're missing limbs, whether they have Down syndrome, whatever the case may be, those people have been put here by God to serve a purpose. And if we belittle them, then we belittle their purpose. So don't you dare tell me that Alfie Evans cannot happen here because Alfie Evans happens every single day in every single one of our hearts at one point or another until we make a conscious effort effort to stop it. And that is what I'm calling on each and every one of you to do that listen to the show, no matter where you listen to it, how you listen to it. If you want to make sure something like Alfie Evans doesn't ever happen here, the first thing you need to do is fix it within yourself to make sure that it doesn't ever happen here you need to stop looking at somebody that may be less than you than you feel you are and look at them like they have less worth than you because they're worse off than you I don't care if it's financially I don't care if it's physically I don't care if it's mentally every single person that is on this planet is here to serve a purpose that was ordained by God and if you are talking down about them or to them then you are insulting God those judges and those doctors in the united kingdom that are letting alfie die because they have to prove a point because the state knows all in great britain you are insulting god i don't know what alfie what god's plan is for alfie evans and i have been called out all week for calling for people to pray for alfie evans from heartless people that keep telling me that my god doesn't exist and i need to stop believing in imaginary people my god is real My God abandons no one and I I will no longer be apologizing to anyone, whether it's behind a pulpit or behind a microphone for standing up for Jesus Christ, because that is the one thing that has become apparent to me in this last week that I have been stuck with no voice that we have to do. We cannot hide our faith any longer because we, we we are called, if you are a Christian and if you have accepted Christ, you are called to be salt and light to the earth. We are not doing that because we're too busy criticizing, we're too busy cursing. And when I say we folks, I don't just mean you. This was a wake up call that's been put on my heart for the last several days. The Holy Spirit has been working overtime with me for days because I keep saying, you know, we need to do something about this. We need to make sure this doesn't happen here. And every time I have said, God, please help me make sure this doesn't ever happen here. He says, but Rick, it's already happening here. It happens every day. Every day you see somebody that's struggling and you turn a blind eye the same people that are telling that tell that i hear every single day say the government doesn't need to help these people because it's our job to do it are the same people that are turning a blind eye so don't tell me that it can't happen here because it happens here does it happen to little baby children no not nearly as often but when when is the last time you read a news story about a homeless guy freezing to death on a park bench how many of you have walked past homeless guys on park benches and not thought twice about it I'm raising my hand. You can't see it, but I'm raising my hand. Trust me, this isn't just about you guys tonight. Everything that I'm saying to you has been put on my heart because I'm just as bad. And that's what I'm trying to make you understand. We have to have a moment where we seriously look at ourselves. And if we're seriously trying to make sure that we don't have a state run medical system that at some point decides when our children can live and die, whether we want them to or not, then it's time for us to have a hard, long look at how we got where we are, because we are dangerously close, dangerously close. And some of us don't even realize how close we are. I have a story that I'm going to be talking about after the bottom of the hour because it's already happened here. Nobody knows about it because nobody's talking about it because we've been too busy talking about the porn stars that President Trump may or may not have slept with and the Russian troll business and the Russian interference business and every every other business, no matter which side of the eye you're on, whatever side of the slant of the story you want, we've got all of that for you, but God, nobody's telling you about the fact that there was a child that was basically just ordered to be put to death by a judge in America. We keep saying it can't happen here. Folks, it's already happening here. This is the first case. The problem with the first case is now there will be a second case and there will be a third case because from a legal perspective, this is what we call a precedence. And again, we're gonna get into that a little bit more. We gotta take another really quick break. When we come back, we're gonna actually talk a little bit about what's going on specifically with Alfie Evans. Then we're gonna change gears and talk about the American version of Alfie Evans that pretty much nobody else is talking about. This is America Off The Rails. I'm your host, Rick Robinson. Back in about three minutes, stay tuned.
3: my son was in the Army back. Well,
0: I won't back down. No, I won't back down. You can stand me up
1: at the gates of hell, but I
0: won't
1: back down. All right, folks, welcome back. This is the Back Off the Rails Army host, for Robbins, and we are live right now, and we are live on KLRNRadio.com, where liberty and reason still Reign. Um, and we are fast approaching the bottom of the hour already, or what would normally be the bottom of the hour, but we got started at an odd schedule but we're keeping the station uh, clock about the same, so we're at what will officially be the bottom of the hour for the program, um, here in a, just a little under five minutes, so we've got just about enough time to kind of give you an update as to what's going on with the Alfie Evans case, um, actually Jonathan Dunn, another friend of mine through Lanterns Radio Network and also the Blaze Radio Network, who I've gotten to know, uh, I actually met him last year at CPAC, Really, really awesome dude. But anyway, so he's been keeping up pretty close with the Alfie Evans thing. He actually spent some time there as kind of doing a correspondent thing. Um, and he's been kind of doing Facebook live updates and everything else for the last few days. Last thing I saw right before the show went live was that he was calling for everybody that was praying for Alfie to pray please because apparently he's having a really rough time right now so for those of you who may not know what's going on because maybe you've been living under a rock Alfie Evans is a child that is basically in the UK has been diagnosed with a terminal illness. According to one doctor may have possibly even been misdiagnosed his parents were frantic to try to get him help when the hospital decided that for his own good for his quality of life he should just be eased into the next life Um, yeah that's pretty much how they put it by the way Um, because you know he really has no quality of life left here so why should we bother to spend any more money on him because you know NHS is the end all be all of your existence if you happen to be a subject of Great Britain Uh, so that being said his parents in a frantic rush actually found a way to get the child recognized as an Italian citizen which means that he was no longer technically a citizen of the British crown. The Italian government actually arranged medical transport for the child to be flown to a doctor in Italy who was willing and able to try to do some sort of life-saving treatment for Alfie Evans, and they have been blocked at every turn by the judge. Now, because of the media circus and everything else, the family is suddenly asking for everyone to give them privacy and asking that their last few days with their son be, you know, a private matter, etc. But the funny thing about that is it almost seems like that was some sort of an extorted thing and they basically put together the press release for the father to tweet out because the funny thing is up until that press release they had been starving Alfie Evans. They had withdrawn nutrition and fluids but suddenly after that press release came out which was put out through a tweet by the father suddenly Alfie Evans was getting nourished again. So I ask you Because I've asked people in Great Britain, and they don't seem to have an issue with this. Who are we to decide when somebody's life no longer has meaning? As everyday, normal, average human beings, who are we to decide when somebody else's life no longer has meaning or merit? But before you answer that question, realize that we pretty much do that every single day. But that's what's important. We have to recognize the fact that we are already doing this within our own hearts every single day, while we're holding a government accountable for doing the same thing that you and I already do every single day. And it's horrible because we don't think it could ever happen here. We don't, we, we're free, right? We, we, we're not subjects. We don't bend a knee. At least I always tell everybody I won't bend a knee to anybody save Christ. And I hope I get to keep that promise because I have no intention of bending a knee to anyone save Christ. But at the same time, when you face a situation like this father and the hospital suddenly says, look, if you start playing a ball, maybe we'll let him go home and die in your own house. And we'll, su- we'll give him food and water until we can figure out what we're going to do. Until some of these crowds and the hullabaloo blows over. You know, as a father of a child, I'm pretty sure I would probably say or do just about anything to make sure my child was able to survive. Because that's what a father does. He tries to protect your child to the best of your ability. That's what all of us are wired to do once we have children. I know this because I've gone through it now multiple times. Your world changes once you become a parent. The things that used to matter, they don't really matter as much anymore. Sometimes it takes you a while to grow into it and realize it, but once it hits you, it drives home a point that, you know, the things that used to matter, they don't matter anymore. What matters now is do my children have shelter? Do my children have food? Do they have clothes? Do they have shoes on their feet? Do they have a bed they can sleep in? Do they have a roof over their head? Are they able to get to school every day? Do they have friends? Are they stable? Do they, you know, work well, work and play well with others? All these things are what starts mattering once you're a parent. But these sh- these parents are never going to get to understand that because this child is still a baby. And has been deemed by the state unfit to live. Now before you could say that could never happen here, we're going to take the bottom of the hour break. When we come back, I hate to tell you this, it's already happened. And it wasn't even recent. What shocked me is I just started hearing about it. So I started doing research on it, thinking it was something that maybe happened in the last few months and maybe we were just, you know, busy. Didn't notice? This happened in 2017. This is America off the rails. I'm your host, Rick Robinson. More about how we will never let this happen here, but it already is. Back in a few. Back down.
0: You can stand me up at the gates of hell, but
4: back down. No, stand my ground. My son was in the army hey, back during Desert Storm. But even then, he wanted an MBA. He looked at a dozen schools, but only one offered the online education and flexibility he needed while he was in a tent in Iraq
6: Having a place to go after school will make you a better student. Having an outlet to express yourself will make you a better artist. Having something to do together will make you a better family. At The Y, we're helping build better friends, listeners, writers, swimmers, scientists, and musicians one chance at a time. Give the gift of opportunity. Support The Y at YMCA.net. The Y for a better us.
5: All writers are prone to becoming so attached to our characters and stories that we struggle to see why a passage may not be working. It takes another set of eyes to help us nurture our writing to full maturity. At Blackwolf Editorial Services, we strive to enable writers to develop and grow, shaping stories into masterpieces that can stand the test of time. Editing services are provided for all genres and all age categories. Services range from the critique of the short story through to line edits on full-length novels. We also offer assistance on generating writers' bios for your websites. We won't abandon you to the masses. We want to celebrate with you and your successes. Black Wolf Editorial Services, nurturing your writing into maturity. For a full list of services and prices, visit us at BlackWolfEditorial.com.
1: Folks, welcome back. So, so far we've been talking about Alfie Evans. Will it ever happen here? Kind of going over a brief recap of what's going on with Alfie Evans, and I hate to break it to you, folks, but it's already happened here. Um, now, this is a bit of a well, it's kind of a it's kind of the same scenario actually, because remember, you know national health services in, in great britain basically means that you are a subject of the state from the moment you're born to the moment you die so what's happened here is in tennessee there was a family whose child was uh, placed in state custody so we're going to kind of go over the story kind of bit by bit piece by piece so bear with me for a second we're going to kind of just go from the beginning here uh... so this actually is dateline uh... let's see june 9th, two thousand seventeen so we're talking about at this point nearly a year ago um baby dies after judge denies appeal to keep him on life support so a seven month old tennessee boy died after a judge denied an appeal filed by the parents to keep him on life support stefan rivenberg jr was removed from life support thursday afternoon the child's biological parents filed court orders to keep their son on life support but a Montgomery County judge denied appeals, deciding the doctors know what's best. I don't know how I'm gonna live without him, said Trish Tornberg, the baby's mother. He's a character and he's a great kid, he's a good baby. The family said the baby should have had a heart transplant, but doctors at Vanderbilt Children's Hospital cared for the child and said he couldn't handle a transplant. The hospital said its goal was to serve the child's best interest, VUMC's chief communications officer, John Hauser, said in a statement. So, to kind of go over what happened here, the family said they didn't visit the baby over the past few days. Tornberg and Stephen, uh Rivenberg Jr. said their son was born with Down syndrome and congenital heart disease, but had no other problems until he was taken into custody by the Tennessee Department of Children's Services. Early in February, a few weeks later, they said he contracted a virus. Stefan's parents said the state took their son because they didn't show up for too many medical appointments. Basically, the reason they couldn't show up for the appointments, though, was because they had car trouble. Around the time the children were taken into a a foster family, their father was arrested for contempt. Months before that, he was arrested for domestic assault. So this isn't a picture-perfect situation. So it's not an exact mirror image of what's going on with Alfie Evans. But it is still a situation where a judge basically decided to overrule the best interests of a parent because the child was a ward of the state and the doctors knew better what the child needed than the parents did which was to die so i want i I bring this up because again i want to make you understand we can't say that things like that are never going to happen here because they already do they happen every single day when a mom decides that she's not ready to be a mother they happen every single day when you turn a blind eye to a veteran sleeping on a park bench or under an overpass they happen every single day when you turn your nose to somebody that's in a wheelchair they happen every single day when you look at somebody and say man I bet they I bet they would probably be better off if they weren't here anytime you've ever let those words not only maybe cross your lips but go through your head or your heart you are basically you're insulting god and i don't say that lightly but i need to make you understand every single child on this planet has a purpose we are not the ones that decide when their purpose is fulfilled only god can do that so if we in our arrogance continue to play god eventually he will judge us and i think he already is now everybody keeps asking me Why it is that since Alfie is apparently not going to be healed by God the Father, why it is that I keep saying that God has a purpose for Alfie. I think God's purpose for Alfie was to wake those of us up that were sleeping. Because we keep thinking every time we hear something like this from the UK, thank God it's never going to happen here. But it already is. I think Alfie's job was to not only shine a light, into what's going on in the UK but to wake us up here in America to make us understand that the groundwork has already been laid for the same things to happen here and it's already had a precedent set almost a year ago and nobody even knew it happened nobody knew what happened I scour news reports every single day to get ready to do uh, anywhere I mean I don't do three hours a day like every, like the big boys do but I do four hours a day on or four hours a week on one show two hours a week on another show and usually in this time slot right now i'm doing an hour a week with another co-host so we're talking about hours worth of content for those of you who've never done radio before think of it like college for every hour that you spend on the air you're usually spending at least three hours researching and my co-host and i make it seem really easy because we've done it for a while we figured out how to get the research done throughout the day and then we can spend a few minutes talking to each other and say this is what we want to talk about, this is what we want to talk about, this is what we want to talk about. So the the team that I have makes it look effortless, but there's a lot of work that goes into this. And the reason I bring that up isn't to pat my own back, it's to make you understand that even with all of the work I do and all the digging I do to find stories to talk about and different things that are going on in the news, this never hit my radar until now. This happened in June of 2017. This is April, almost May of 2018. We're rounding the corner towards a year. And nobody's even ever talked about this story once that I can find other than Fox 8 out of Tennessee. Because it didn't hit anybody's radar. My point, folks, before we take the next break so we can round out the show by talking about the one bright spot for me for the week, um, is don't say it can't happen here because it already is. If you want to stop it from getting any worse here, stop talking about the government and fix it within yourself that's what we're that's what we're founded upon we're not to look to the government to fix messes we're not to look to the government to make messes we are the ones that are we we are called upon by ourselves to pick ourselves up by the bootstraps and do whatever we got to do to make sure that we don't turn into the UK because I hate to tell you folks if you look at history we're usually about a decade or so behind them so Think about that, because these things started happening in the UK quite some time ago, and we've already had the first incidents here of a child that was in state custody, being basically ruled to be put to death by a judge because the doctors knew better what needed to happen for the child than the parent did. Or parents did, according to the judge. Now, again, it's not an exact parallel, but when you break it down to just those points, it is exactly the same situation a ward of the state which pretty much everybody in the uk is whether they want to admit or not admitted it or not was deemed to be unworthy to have expenses used to keep them alive all right so when we come back we've got the next break when we come back the uk or not the uk north korea what's going on with north korea why is nobody talking about what's korea is this going to be enough to get trump the nobel peace prize these are all the things that i keep hearing everybody asking but Funny thing is, the only people that are really talking about it are on social media. This is America Off the Rails. I'm your host, Rick Robinson. Back in about, yeah, this is, what, two minute break? We'll be right back. Well, I will back down. No,
0: I won't back down. You can stand me up at the gates of hell. But I
4: won't My son was in the down. army back during Desert Storm. But even then, he wanted an MBA. He looked at a dozen schools, but only one offered the online education and flexibility he needed while he was in a tent in Iraq.
1: Remember when? Oh, welcome back to the program. By the way, folks, this is your problem. Uh, uh, does anybody remember when the left swore up and down that Donald Trump was going to get us blown up by North Korea? Seems to be the exact opposite is happening. Now, I'm not trying to, uh, as they like to say, count my chickens before they've hatched, but here's a few... interesting. on, hang on. on. I was trying not to play that audio. Um, Sorry about that, folks. All right, so uh, here's some interesting kind of headlines so that you know what's been going on that, you know, none of the media is really talking about because, you know, it puts Trump in a positive light and they can't have that. North Korea to seek peace treaty with U.S. at Trump meeting. Uh, so, this is from March 12th headline. So, there's actually more recent stuff. So, they've actually started hashing out quite a few different things. So, at this point, I'm um, going to kind of go through kind of the highlights here. So, bear with me for just one second. Um, give me just a moment. This actually comes from our international correspondent, uh... Jessica Sanders. She actually was one of the ones that broke some of the news about the peace treaty last night. Um, so we're gonna kind of hit the high points here and talk about that a bit. Uh, I can meet just one second while I keep fighting with my computer here. So North and South Korea just agreed to sign a peace treaty and allow families that were separated by the war to meet and exchange letters and even visit their North Korean hometowns. They also agreed to denuclearization of some kind. No details on that at this point. but that's that's really a huge deal. I mean, it really is. It's definitely a step in the right direction. So for everybody that kept saying Trump was going to get us blown up, we were going to be glowing in the dark, all these bad things that that were going to happen. Look, I don't know how all this is going to play out. But I know at this point Donald Trump has done something that no U.S. president has been able to do in our history. This is something that everybody from Bill Clinton to Bush 41, uh, well Bill Clinton, Bush 43, and then Barack Obama has been trying to do. So we're talking about since the 90s. Bill Clinton was the one that brokered the same kind of deal that Barack Obama just brokered with Iran to try to bring North Korea around and make them understand that we wanted to be their buddies and we wanted to help them and we wanted to do this and we wanted to do that. You know what managed to finally bring them to the table? Somebody that was crazy enough to stare at them down from across the table and say, mf -er, I got a button that's bigger than yours and mine actually works. And that's basically what Trump said, because the little midget from the North is all like, Oh, look, I have nuclear button now. Donald Trump's like, mine's bigger and it actually works. Bring it. Everybody freaked out. Even me. Even me. Just a little bit. Because I've gotten so used to politicians that are polished and prepped and they say all the right things and they hit all the right talking points and they do this and they do that. But those people couldn't get it done. They've been trying since 1996 to make this happen and they couldn't get it done. The prim, the polished, the the shined up ones, the ones that look pretty and talk nice, they couldn't make it happen. You know what made it happen? A brawler from Brooklyn. That's who made it happen. Now, I don't like the way the guy carries himself 99.9% of the time. I don't like the way that he tweets. But I have to tell you, something about it is working. It's connecting with the American people and it's connecting with foreign 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 leaders like we've never seen before. And part of it is because he doesn't back down. Now, again, you can like Trump, you can hate Trump, you can lump Trump. I don't really care. But you can't discount the fact that we are closer to peace with between North and South Korea than we've been since before the Korean War. And the only person that deserves credit for that is Donald J. Trump. Because somebody finally stood up to the mental midget of the North and said, Hey, we're not taking your crap anymore. So either come to the table or we're going to blow you up. Now, could Kim Jong-un have alternate alternative motives? Sure, sure he could. Could he be trying to see what he could get from us? Sure. But the point is, we're at least taking the shot. We're taking the chance to try to make the world a better place. We're taking him at face value of saying that he wants to meet, that he wants to sign a treaty with South Korea, that he wants to turn the demilitarized the, 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 the zone into a zone of peace, that he wants to reunite families that have been war torn for decades. Why not take him at face value and try to see what we can get from it instead of always turning a blind eye of skepticism to everything the man says? Because it's not like we're not going to have people there that will know what's going on. I mean, look look at the team that Trump has around him right now and tell me this isn't the perfect team to deal with this. That's why he's made the changes that he's made recently was to gear up for this. You want to talk about a president being able to have an actual legacy? Let's talk about the president that brings peace to the Korean peninsula. 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 Wow, that's a really hard word to say. Um, So brings peace to North and South Korea for the first time in 60 some odd years. Is it gonna happen? I don't know. But I'm hopeful. And that's part of, that's just as important as everything else. It's being hopeful. Now does denuclearization mean the same thing to them as it does to us? I don't know. We don't have any details about what he's talking about right now. And I've seen the leftist painted articles that are like the only reason he's talking about denuclearization and the uh, basically decommissioning his testing facilities. He doesn't have to test anything anymore. He already has nuclear weapons, blah, 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 blah. Look, I don't know, but we will find out. The point is we have him coming to the table. I'm pretty sure Trump understands that this is going to be one of those trust but verify situations. Not to borrow a line from Reagan. But say what you want, he may come across like a crazy person with a potato for brains, but he manages to get things done in ways that I have never seen. Alright, so we've got one last break, then we're going to talk a little bit on the way out about what's going on with Red State, and why I'm a little concerned. I keep being told by people that are supposedly in the know that I shouldn't be, but to me it seems a bit like censorship, so we'll talk about that when we get back. This is America Off The Rails, I'm your host, Rick Robinson, we'll be back before you know it, stay tuned. Alright folks, welcome back. This is America Off The Rails. I'm your host Rick Robinson. Well, believe it or not, we are just about out of time for the program, got just about enough time for this one last topic. So the interesting thing happened while I was at work today. Uh, Red State had a mass layoff. The interesting thing that I found out about this mass layoff was it was pretty much everybody that's been an outspoken and vocal opponent of Trump, both on their website, through their articles, and on Twitter. Um, now, as somebody that actually was once a staunch member of the Never Trump movement until I felt like it was not really serving a purpose anymore, I, uh, still, you know, unless you're Bill Crystal, I still try to re- respect your views. Bill, Cri- well, Bill Crystal, Bill Crystal, and, uh, Tom Nichols. Yeah, those, those guys have just pretty much lost it. To me, they're no different than the MAGA side over there with, like, Wayne Dupree and, and, uh, and um bill mitchell and those other guys that are just they've completely drunk the kool-aid i'm a guy that actually tries to stay centrist to a point i mean yes i'm very right-leaning but at the same time when it comes to president trump i'm more of half dozen one six of the other because there's plenty of things that he's done that i've liked there's been plenty of things that he's done that i haven't but the fact that red state based uh well at least based on their release today for economic reasons they let go of quite a few people today um almost all of which that i've been able to see were pretty staunch trump opponents so to me again it seems a bit like censorship um because look here's the thing i i don't i don't think anybody should ever have their voice silenced i don't care how crazy their ideas are that's part of what the first amendment means and it took me a while to understand that and honestly believe it or not it was a liberal friend of mine who used to do a show with me called finding common ground before we started doing that radio show Um, it actually started out as a Facebook page. Well, before I brought him over to do the Facebook page, it was more of, you know, just a run-of-the-mill, cookie-cutter, right-leaning Facebook page. We would post things, talk about them, yuck it up, have a yay old time. And anytime anybody said anything I didn't agree with, the ban hammer dropped. So then I kind of got bored. So I was like, hey, you know what? I started this Facebook page. It's kind of taken off a little bit, but I'm thinking maybe we should kind of maybe bring some other perspectives in. So... It started out with just me and him, and then eventually we had a whole bunch of admins. You know, we had liberal admins, conservative admins, libertarian admins. But so anyway, the one thing that he always got a point uh, his point across to me with one time was that he kept saying, why are you kicking people off the page if you keep saying you want to have differing opinions on the page? And then that was something that just kind of stuck with me and actually became part of my overall situation with everything is, you know, I'm tired of people being censored because we can't really get to know the real people that we're talking to every day and we're dealing with every day if we continue to not only censor them but censor ourselves so I don't think anybody should be censored and I think red state made a mistake I think uh, we need people that have differing opinions even among the conservative movement now is it serving a purpose to be so adamantly never Trump that you're not even willing to say when he does something good no I personally don't think it does serve a purpose But that's not really my opinion, that's not really my decision to make, is it? Much like these parents that we were just talking about where a judge basically overruled them and decided the doctors knew better what their child needed than they did, we can't make that decision for other people. We can't tell them what to believe and what to think. We can only tell them what we believe and what we think, especially if we're trying to influence what they believe and what they think. And again, I think Red State made a mistake. Will it ultimately save their bottom line? I don't know. But I applaud every single one of you, even though I may not always agree with you, that have stood on your principles to the point where you've lost almost everything, cause I've been there. We actually, we lost some sponsors and a few other things back when this all started and I wouldn't support Trump. I had sponsors that were lined up and ready to go until they started hearing me come out against Trump during the primaries. We've still managed to get sponsors along the way here and there. But I think, honestly, it's probably not nearly as good as it could have been if I were to just sold my soul and said, Hey, I'm on the Trump chain, Let's go. But I can't do that because then I feel like I'm being disloyal to you guys, the ones that actually care enough to listen, whether we've got sponsors or not. Alright, so as you can tell from the sound that's going on behind me, that means we have reached the end of this particular episode of America Off The Rails. I'm your host, Rick Robinson. We will be back for a normal schedule next week. I have to tell you, folks, I really wish I had had this procedure done earlier. Because uh, you guys have heard me complain over the last few months about how tired I felt all the time and how it seemed like I was always getting sick. Turn to f- Come to find out, I was actually pretty close to septic shock. So, um... It's another reason why I took an extra couple days to rest, because I'm on all kinds of antibiotics. But, uh, so yeah, anyway, i um, feeling better than I have in quite some time, so I'm hoping that that means that I can hit the ground running again starting on, two, on Monday. And uh, basically, start working on solely taking over the world and putting this show anywhere where they will have it that we can find sponsors. On that note, folks, we are out for the night. Take care. God bless. Pray for Alfie. Pray for us. Make sure that even though it has happened here before, that it never happens here again. Or in the UK again, if we can help it.
0: Till I die and they put me in the coffin yeah. It don't matter if I'm on the road or if I'm recording Tell me what you think about me, that really ain't important You know I'm a representative, I ain't playing, can't afford that I only got one life, I'ma get it though And this is not an act, not a movie, not a TV show I don't know what quit me, I don't ever take it slow You know I wanna grind me and Toby in the studio Going you know, for the king, what you know about that? Say you going hard up, mm, I don't You say you doing work, but you asking where the couch at? How you doing?
2: You made some tough choices today, huh? Like which socks to wear or what kind of music to listen to. Well, here's a real tough choice. Oh, McDonald's Buttermilk Crispy Tenders or the Buttermilk Crispy Chicken in their signature crafted recipe sandwiches. Choose from specialty flavors like sweet barbecue bacon. Whatever your choice, you get tender, juicy, all white meat chicken. That's Buttermilk Love at Participating McDonald's. Butter, butter, butter.